There's a point when you're coming from Pittsfield to Williamstown on Route 7. It's right across from Mount Greylock High School. That was one of the first scenes that I remember from arriving in the Berkshires. The view of the mountains, the view of the Greenland is just coming from an arid country where everything was brown and dry, it was a desert land. I've never seen anything more beautiful. And welcome to Accents, the voices of our immigrant neighbors here in the Berkshires of Western Massachusetts. I am Reinoud van Wachtendonk for the Berkshire Eagle. Accents is sponsored by Greylock Federal Credit Union. Hi, this is John Bissell, president of Greylock Federal, where we recognize that what makes us different is also what makes us stronger. Discover the credit union difference at greylock.org. Yenisim, Arsema Abagazno, Ethiopian Retawalakut, Botswana Noyatakut, Ahun, Massachusetts Ning. In Amharic, that means my name is Arsema Abagaz. I was born in Ethiopia, raised in Botswana, and now I'm here in Pittsfield, Mass. So the two countries are quite different. Ethiopia is located in the Northeast and the Horn of Africa, Botswana is in Southern Africa. So climate-wise, geography-wise, two very different countries, culturally also very different. Uh, what a lot of people don't know is that Ethiopia was never colonized. Uh, Botswana was a former British colony. So for those that don't uh, know a lot about colonial history, that affects a lot of the social and economic and culture of African countries. So Ethiopia being an independent country has really strong roots in its own history, its culture. We're very proud people. Botswana has come a long way since independence. It was not um, exploited in the same way that many other African African countries were. Um, I've enjoyed living in both countries. I spent most of my childhood and teenage years in Botswana. Um, so that's a country that I mostly call home, but I still have my roots in Ethiopia. Fortunately for me, uh, my father had a really good job at the University of Botswana. He's still their professor of microbiology there, so that afforded us a really good lifestyle. Um, I always was private schooled, um, always had you know transportation, never really used public transportation at all, and really was able to live a good life because of that. You know, uh, pretty much any country in the world, when you mention the name, people have a stereotypical view of it. In the Netherlands, my old country, it is uh, tulips and windmills. Ethiopia, I'm going to say, people are going to say marathon running. Do you have any uh, uh, affinity with that? Um, well, in high school, I, I ran cross country. Um, I think um, we're accustomed to the highlands and al higher altitudes. That does make us better runners. So that is... It is a stereotype because to some extent it's true. I think for the most part we have a natural ability to run for longer periods of time. I would say that is one of the most positive stereotypes that has come out of Ethiopia. There have been negative um, stereotypes that came about as a result of the 1980s famine. So I think while many now associate us with long distance running, there are still many that believe that we're, we're still in poverty, which is something that we struggle with. But the image of, you know, the starving child with flies around them, I think, has still, uh, has, it still remains to, to be moved away from our image. Yeah. Was that uh, that famine, was that uh, the reason that your parents moved to Botswana? Yeah, um, so my father in particular grew up in the rural areas, which were the, the areas that were most hardest hit by poverty. Uh, my father found at a young age that there was only really one way out of poverty, and that was to educate himself. So um, he was 
consistently the top student in his school um, that awarded him a scholarship to study and get his PhD in the US. So he actually uh, studied at Oklahoma State University in the 60s um, and then went back and then was able to teach at the University of Addis Ababa in Ethiopia and then eventually in Botswana. Well, the American dream everyone knows about and I think for many, many years, I already had extended family here, living in the U.S. It, it was always an option for me. I, I was fortunate to have a good life while living in a developing country. So that that drive, that urge, the, to, the urgency to come to America, I didn't necessarily have. However, as I got older and I started to evaluate my education options, you know, there, there really is nothing else better than an American education, especially at the university level. So that's when I knew I wanted to come. And I would say I was about 15 years old when I made that decision. Okay, so you had a certain uh, image then of the United States as an educational mecca. Uh, then when you got here, did it conform to that? Definitely, especially at Williams. You know, if I'm completely honest, um, I allowed my college counselor to pick out the schools that I would apply to. I did no other research, really. And I had no idea that Williams was ranked number one among liberal arts colleges, nor did I know that it was located in the Berkshires. I really, really knew nothing. Um, and it really exceeded my expectations for the quality of schooling. You know, prior to that, I think my exposure, and I think this is typical for the um, Botswana schooling system is it's a lot of spoon feeding and it was at Williams that it was the first time that I was given a passage of text told to read it come back to class and actually then explore my thoughts on it instead of having the teacher you know break down and you know tell me exactly what I need to know about it you've been here eight years so you were really born and raised in Africa you were steeped in those languages you have no accent <laughs> how did how you know how did that happen I'm jealous <laughs> no don't be human I, I wish I had my accent now um, humans are are wired to survive and for me it was at the time it felt like survival of the fittest um, being young and impressionable I, I did not enjoy sticking out like a sore thumb every time I spoke um, and so I found myself starting to put on an American accent because really I didn't want to have to explain to people why I said, you know, say tomato instead of tomato or anything else. So I started putting on an American accent um, within my first year and I pick up languages pretty quickly. I pick up accents pretty quickly as well. By the time I was a junior at Williams, I kind of realized one day that I wasn't putting it on anymore. That was just how it was coming out of me. And now as I, as I become older, and I think it, it comes with age, you become more proud of where you are. You become a, you know more aware of your roots and you want to share that with more people. I kind of wish I kept that part of me that did make me different. This was an episode of Accents, the voices of our immigrant neighbors. Accents is sponsored by Greylock Federal Credit Union. Hi, John Bissell here with Greylock Federal. We hope this podcast helps you appreciate how our differences make us stronger. Discover the credit union difference at greylock.org. And for the Berkshire Eagle, I am Reinoud van Wachtendonk, and my accent is Dutch. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.